0: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, which is the audio recording of an interview. The video version is available on Facebook, YouTube, and most of the time on Instagram. My Facebook group is called Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, and all the links to everything else are on there. Um, If you want any feedback... Or if you want to suggest any authors you'd like to see, I'd really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy. Good morning. Today I'm talking to Charlie Gallagher um, about his new book. Good morning, Charlie. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yes, good morning. Uh, thank you, Donna. Um, my name is Charlie Gallagher um, and I'm the writer of Crime Thrillers. Uh, I think the friend that you mentioned there is my 15th book. So quite um, a few in now, but it's my first with uh, Avon. So first of the new publisher previously, the, the previous 14 were published with Joffy Books. Uh, I've had a wonderful experience with them and so far it's been a wonderful experience with with Avon. Uh, the friend comes out on the 1st of April. I have a, conveniently, uh, a coffee there to hold up. Everyone seems to do that, so let's do that. Let's hold it <laughs> it's a lovely thing. Uh, it, it stays on my pillow every night, so I'm very proud of it. Uh, yeah, so I've been writing seriously for about five or six years, really, um, and prior to to writing full-time, which has been just over 18 months now, I was a police officer for 13 years, and obviously uh, those experiences from that, that career very much bleed into into the, the fiction I write now. So. That's
0: me. <laughs> um, I've read The Friend and it was amazing, but um, it's as far away from being a policeman, I would think, as you could get. So, what made you uh, come up with the idea for that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have quite a lot. Of...
1: Thank you, first of all, for saying something. Um, even if you don't mean it. <laughs> Uh, I've had some, some feedback um, that it's quite different to the standard police procedures uh, because it follows potentially the, the victims a little bit more, the point of view is not necessarily with the police the whole way through, it wasn't something that I, I did deliberately, um, the, the sort of central idea of where I started was of someone uh, with a shotgun in their mouth, tied up in a chair, and with someone being come in and convinced to, to pull the trigger. And, and um, I guess it's it's not really a pleasing idea. Um, but um, it, it seemed a bit different, and I sort of worked backwards from there. I'm not the sort of writer that plays these things out. So uh, the story that, that kind of um, finished as a friend is, is me trying to muddle through from there, I think. <laughs> um, the
0: story is quite intricate and all linked. Um, how did you manage to keep on top of
1: it? <laughs> It's, it's difficult. I, that is kind of my style, I think. I, most of my books have been, in fact, all of them have had different stories going on at the same time that kind of come together, normally towards the end, but not always. Uh, it's something I enjoy doing. It's like putting a puzzle together, really. Um, uh, yeah, it's just something I've always done. It, it is difficult. It does mean, because I don't plan it out beforehand, it does mean a lot of, of reading it back through uh, and a lot of edits. And the first draft is is an absolute mess. I mean, it's... I was talking to a fellow author, and my style is very much like squeezing out a big tube of toothpaste because I'm really excited. and get toothpaste everywhere, and then I come to the end and I have to try and get it all back in again. That's pretty much uh, my way of describing how I work, and it, it's um, it's done all right for me so far. I make a massive mess, and then try and make it look semblance of tidy. I wouldn't recommend it as a as a, as a method. If anyone's looking for right tips, don't do that. But it works for me, so.
0: <laughs> well, you're on your fifteenth book, so you must be doing something, all right?
1: <laughs> yeah, we're doing something wrong badly. I'm not sure which it is.
0: And <laughs> um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit more about the friend?
1: <laughs> yes, it's um, it's not just someone sat in a, in a seat with a shotgun in their mouth. It is it, uh, two families, both have been rocked by um, different types of of uh, trauma, uh, and neither family have had answers from the police. As to who was responsible for causing them their pain. Uh, and they're both approached, they're both separate from each other. They're both approached by someone who claims to be a friend uh, and gives them an opportunity to um, to find their own form of justice. And it might be their only opportunity. So the question asked on the back of the cover is: is what would you do? Would you take that opportunity? Uh, and of course, You'll have to read the book to find out if they take the opportunity and um, what happens when they do. The, the first third of the book is, the, is kind of set up about and then the last uh, is a bit more of a, a police-led narrative where the police are then trying to find who is who is committing um, crimes, murders of course because it's a crime thriller uh, and then yeah as you say hopefully it comes together at, at the end and there's um, there's a few twists and turns along the way. I'm very proud of it. And and um, the feedback so far has been very positive, which is always lovely. And if anyone is watching has taken the time to review, thanks so much. Cause we, we didn't agree on those, it means everything.
0: Yeah. Even um, Leslie Lloyd gave you a five star and she doesn't give five stars to anyone. So that's when you well, know that's, you're that's,
1: freaking... <laughs> I know, I know. And that's the second time. I don't want to boast about it, but uh, she gave me a, a five star for Deadly Houses, which, um, was the last L. Uh, 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 sorry, Maddie Ives book. Um, and yeah, I, she made me very aware at the time as to how rare that is. Uh, so I, I was in, you know, I was in no doubt whatsoever. So for another five star from, from Leslie, there are certain people actually um, that you look out for their reviews because you know they've either funded you from the start. So they're kind of a good yardstick like if, you're, if you're still getting five star reviews or if you're getting worse, you know. Uh, and Leslie, I think, is one of those you kind of look out for because you I know how fast she is. So that was brilliant. That was quite a shot in the arm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she cracks me up. She's brilliant.
1: <laughs> Very to the point, isn't she? I like that. You know what you understand? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> but she's she's really sportive with me as well. So yeah, she's great.
1: <laughs> she knows the stuff. I I get that with a lot of, uh, of people that read books and they give feedback and it's you can see that they really they know their books, you know, and, and I don't necessarily. I mean, I, I read thrillers like everyone else. Uh, and obviously, I was a police officer, and I think the police officer is what is what gives me a little bit of, um, uh, of a unique selling point, if you will. Uh, but I don't necessarily know a good thriller. So, you know, sometimes you need those people like Leslie, who does know a good thriller, knows a good book, and knows what they like to make sure that you're, you're delivering that, if you know, that makes sense. Yes. So, you just need those people.
0: Yes. <laughs> Um, so this is a standalone, isn't it? So you are you going to start a new series or are you planning on
1: carrying this? It's, it's not, actually. It's um, the first book in a series. Oh. Uh, Joel, Joel Norris is going to continue along with, with um, his, his skipper, uh, Lucy Rose. They're going to continue. The second book's done uh, and I've started the third. This week, actually, <laughs> I'm launching number one, in number two and writing number three. So I don't quite <laughs> know where I am. So I'm basically making a mess everywhere, which is, you know, not a bad thing. Uh, Because depending on on how I'm feeling, the editing bit is is tough. So, you know, you you can't do that all day. I'll spend a couple of hours, three or four hours doing a lot of work during that time because you're really quite focused. And then I'll probably come away and, and maybe schedule some emails for, for the 1st of April, but more likely write the third one because that's a little bit easier at this stage because it's the first draft. So I'm at that excitable, making a mess, puppy stage <laughs> that I enjoy so much. <laughs> uh, so you know, that's going to be uh, well, at least three books, but I would expect it to go on and be six or seven of the previous um, the previous series. Uh, and I really like the two characters, Joel and, and Lucy Rose. I think they're going to be, you're going to see them develop a lot more um, already book two there's a bit more Lucy Rose uh, background and a bit more about her she's got a lovely side story I think so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Um, which of your series characters have been your favourite so far
1: uh, well the Maggie Eyes and Harry Blaker series was before this one um, and I think that one would, would go down I, I miss them too I'll certainly go back to them uh, my dog's having a coughing fit in the background. everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, I, I really liked them, but I liked uh, that series because there was quite a decent ensemble. So, you've got a few of the, the yes. bit part characters, but I like some fitz Vince, okay. who was um, a bit of a thug and a bit dopey, but absolutely lovable. He was like a um, a character that continued throughout, and there's a few of those. And I think that's what makes a series, you know, you'll have the central characters, but then also you'll have your... your um, other characters that kind of come in when they need, if that makes sense, to, to keep pushing the story on. So uh, I really like that. But then there's George Elms, of course, it was my first series. Uh, he will always have a special place in my heart uh, because it was my first series, for one, but also because he's kind of the copper that everyone wants to be. You know, he's the one that, that doesn't mind putting a brick through someone's window if it means they'll talk to him five cops so I think at the time I was living out a bit of a fancy for him a big sort of cop that I wanted to be because I was very much a peaceful yeah, So it's difficult to, to, to say really. I think Joel Norris who is in the Friends and uh, Lucy could go on to be could go on to be favourites. Uh, and I've introduced another couple of characters in the second book who I who I love very much. So good to see. You.
0: Which series would you most like to be a character in yourself?
1: what a great question i mean obviously i'd like to be george elms because i mean he didn't give a he couldn't care less uh, he wanted to speak to a witness and did put a brick through their window so i guess maybe maybe george would be a good shout actually but um in, in the friends the first in the series uh joel norris as i keep mentioning but he he is an ex. Um, TAC team sergeant or tactical support group, TSG, every police force calls them something different. And they are the people out doing drugs warrants and murder searches and things like that and arresting the more dangerous criminals. Um, and he's pulled over to be a murder detective, which is a very different role and a very different set of skills. Uh, and I was on a CSG for eight years um, yeah, whilst I was in, in, in the police, and that was kind of my favourite role. Uh, and at that time, and then I went on to be a detective, so it, it's not based on me, think of the wrong, but I think that's probably the role that I could make play easiest. But I'm no actor, that'll never happen. <laughs> never. Um,
0: and if you were only allowed to choose one of your series to be made into a TV programme, which one?
1: Well, obviously, um, this one. If to a series, it would, it would probably be the Matthew I series at the moment, just because I know, obviously, I know the stories very well. There were there were six of them, and I think they all lend themselves well to to that. But um, this will be a similar style. It will be lots of different point of views. I always write from a lot of different point of view. So that lends itself well, I think, to be um, dramatized because obviously you've got that, but basically a TV program is generally not super important to you. So I think this one would would suit as well. I mean, if someone came to me with any of them, I I don't think I'd turn them down. I think I'd be quite happy. But I think Maddie and Harry for now is because that's probably the most developed series that I've got out there.
0: And any ideas in your head of who you'd like to play them?
1: Those two. Oh, goodness. Uh, no, in a word. I, I've always, I really like Jodie Comer, so she could be... What, just Maddie in general,
0: or...? <laughs> no,
1: well, yeah, she seems like a lovely girl, but uh, certainly is, uh, she she could be fantastic as either Maddie Ives or as uh, Lucy Rose and The New Ones. Uh, no trouble at all, just because she's fantastic, and I think she has that sort of air about her when she's on the screen, you know. Um, whatever she's doing, you kind of believe you believe her. She is that that, act, that, that person. Uh, for the Maori's, oh, to be honest. Um, my wife thinks uh, Tom Hardy for the Noon for Joel Norris. But I don't know who that is, and I think well, she went a bit glazed eyes when she said it, so I think that's just someone she fancies. Is that right? Is he... Yeah, okay, Carl. I'm trying to keep him away because I don't want her busting in on set just to meet him. You know, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I don't really know. I'm not very good with actors' names, to be honest with you. Um, I'll, I'll end up just saying that bloke from that TV show and none of us will know what I mean. So, <laughs> it would just be, it'd be a lovely problem to have and luckily it wouldn't be my
0: problem. So are you considering my right, in any standalones? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, um, at the moment I've got my head into
1: this series and that's kind of the way I write series is, is um, it's just one after the other just because you get used to the characters and the stories and the things you want to bring through. Uh, but um, I have got plans around cyclones with through in the future which uh, I don't know what I'll do with that as to whether it will be a Charlie Gallagher book or, or another name whether it will be with or, or someone else I'm not sure yet. Uh, but um, that's certainly something that I'm... Um, I've got an idea for, what I'm quite excited about. I'm very easily excited. Uh, but whether anything <laughs> comes of it or not is, is another thing. And I know we've talked before as well about a kid's book. I'm still, um, yeah, that's, a, that's whether that's a standalone or that goes on to be a series, I don't know. But again, that's something uh, I'm also working on whilst um, launching number one, editing number two, writing number three, and, and uh, writing about pigeons and aids still. So. I'm,
0: yeah, um, Leslie specifically wanted me to ask you about how that was going.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going very well. It's 35,000 words. I reckon about halfway. Uh, me and my daughter were reading last night, the last chapter that brings us up to date, So now we're going to talk about ideas. Uh, and she's nine, so most of them involve poo, we, snot, or any other bodily function. All our ideas around that. So um, I have to kind of filter <laughs> There will be some of that in there because that has to be because you know she's so insistent um but yeah we're not that's not really a story is it so we'll have to try and work out <laughs> the discovery as well it's going very well and it's um it's really enjoyable which is half the battle you know that's how i know it will be finished because we're enjoying doing it uh and like i said to you before you spend the morning writing about horrible murders and and uh, very upset victims and upset um and things and then you can spend the afternoon writing about flatulent aliens it's just a bit of a yin and yang type situation <laughs> and it works well it it's fun.
0: yeah I um, I heard you reading it for was it UK Crime Book Club and um, the first oh, few chapters yeah and I, I thought it was great as well I, I don't know if that shows more about my mentality but it was fun I was very
1: kind of. Well, no, I mean, me and my daughter, we read um, kids' books, uh, that, obviously that are published by established. and I'm a massive fan of Roald Dahl, and I still read this stuff now. And it's brilliant. Absolutely love it. And I think, you know, I never want to lose that. I think the time when I'm sitting reading, uh, you know, the Twix or the BFG, and I don't, I'm do not i not enjoying it, I think it's, um, I think I'm too old. That's it. It's all over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching Matilda yesterday, so I totally understand that.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The films are great too, yeah. Quite. <laughs>
0: Um, what's your biggest fear and would you ever write about it?
1: My biggest fear? Oh goodness. I mean, can I explain this? Can I say that? that yeah. Is that big enough? It's not real, is it? Biggest fear. I mean, for me, um, I, I mentioned the, t- the kids there. Uh, obviously I've got, I've got two two daughters, seven and nine. Uh, if Something happens to my family, 100%. And, and um, it was a big reason why uh, my wife was a police officer she was 10 years as a, as a police officer. And when the kids come along, we did struggle with shifts and, and childcare, but another reason for, for um, her deciding to jack the job in was because of um, the, the dangers associated with it. And then I wasn't too long to follow. I mean, I had another opportunity to go for the writing and that was the reason. But there was kind of that consideration behind it as well. It's something happening to the kids or to, um, to one of us really massively. Uh, I write about that all the time. And I think because I'm so, so terrified of it, um, it, it does resonate with me and that's why I write about it. And I can write about it from a, from a place of real authenticity because I can not imagine, that's not the right word, but you can kind of picture what it might be like to, uh, you know, to have that happen to your family.
0: Yeah. And what
1: about spiders? <laughs> spiders, yeah. I don't know, I'll try, inco- try and incorporate a spider scene. You'll see it when it comes, somehow. I'm all right with spiders as long as they're outside or I can't see them or I pretend they don't exist. And I'm fine with them. Absolutely fine.
0: So um, is your wife very much the man of the house when it comes to dealing with spiders?
1: <laughs> She's the man of the house when it comes to everything. Uh, I mean, 100%. No, she, well, she can do the glass thing. You know with the thing with the glass and the bit of cards? But That just makes them bigger. I, have you ever noticed that? When you put a glass over them, they get bigger because they, they well, I'm out. I'm off. Honestly, I go out for a run. Not always come back. So yeah, she's <laughs> she's very much the, the man of the house. <laughs>
0: um, if you are able to spend a day with any author, alive or dead, who would you like to spend a day with?
1: Oh, I mean, Roald Dahl would, would jump out at me one hundred percent, just because. I mean, some of his stuff's absolutely magical. Uh, and still holds up today some of the messages in there about being nice to people and about how different doesn't matter and uh, all these sort of themes that are, are hidden away and lovely uh, very cleverly in, in, in his dialogue and his stories and and the fact that you're you may be born an orphan and, and and you haven't got the opportunities that, that some have and it doesn't matter you can still go on and meet the queen and be anything you want these are all fantastic things and I think royal hundred percent beyond that I mean um I admire anyone that, that finishes a book. It, it's, uh, it's an incredible thing to do. I'm not just saying that because, you know, I'm an author, but because um, I'm not quite sure how I am, I just make a mess and tidy it up. But, uh, you yeah, know, anyone who's, who's capable of, of, uh, of writing words, and, and I do talk to a lot of authors. Uh, I did when I was with Joffrey I know all those, those guys very, very well. Uh, and with Avon, when we get the chance to meet physically, um, obviously once lockdown's over, I've got looking forward to meeting all those guys as well, just to to talk about um writing stories because you can always learn everybody works differently that's the strange thing about writing there's no there's no way that you can sit down and think right this is how you write a good book which doesn't exist which is brilliant at the same time you know so we're all very very different and we'll come up with very different things uh, so anything really that doesn't answer the question very well
0: is
1: it <laughs>
0: um. And what's your biggest goal, um, being an author?
1: mean, uh, Well, I, the, the, the aim is always, always, the dream, I should say, was to write full-time. That was it. Once I I, I could get there, that's the dream for me. And and touch wood, um, I'm writing full-time now and I have been for 18 months, as I said. So um, the dream now is to, is to stay. Rising full time, being able to do that, obviously that that's down to, to sales, of course. I mean, it's a, it's an industry after all, uh, and and early warranties that, that mean that I can I can um, I can do so. So that the goals do move as you as now I'm at the point where I'm writing full time. Clearly, I'm, I'm looking at establishing myself at, at Avon I'm on April first with my first book with them, and now obviously a major publisher uh part of Harper Collins. So to establish myself with them. Um, basically just just to gain more and more of a readership, really, uh, to get, and, and to have decent feedback, as I do, to, to get a reputation as being a, a decent writer, to be a sort of a go-to crime writer, I think that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're well on the way to that, so it's cool.
1: <laughs> well, that's very kind let's hope so. Just, just enough to make a living, that's, that's it. I mean, I, the whole thing's about uh, TV deals and movies and all sorts of things that can come from from books. Fantastic, I'll t- you know, I love that, of course. But um, for me, uh, what I've found—it's uh, a lovely lesson, actually—is uh, when you write good stories, good things happen. And all I've done is, is kept my head down. I've written fifteen books now. I said, I think they're good stories. The feedback's been relatively strong throughout, um, which has been lovely. And you never know. You know, I sat down uh, uh, as a hobby five or six years ago, and um, it's changed my life. So you never know what's going to end up. <laughs> Um, what do you do when you're not writing? There's <laughs> uh, a time when I'm not writing. I mean, I, I, it's quite long hours. I do quite. Uh, even, the problem is the wonderful moment is that even when we're sat watching something, you know, we're sat watching uh, a drama or something, and it will give me an idea, and I'll, I'm off. I'm, I'm sat and I'm, I'm writing notes on it. She gets to write something, especially if she's using the TV program as well. Uh, so when I'm not writing, I, I like going out on the bike. Um, push bike. Uh, I like um, walking the dog and running and, and exercise because uh, I miss out on that now. Whereas when I was working for a living in the police and on my feet all day, um, there was obviously quite a physical side to that. I used to meet the gym before a shoot, and, things. Uh, and now I just sit at a desk moaning and drinking lots of coffee. So it's not <laughs> it's not very good for uh, for the for the body. And, and I'm I'm forty a couple of weeks. Don't say me on that. Uh, so that's uh, so it's the time I need
0: to be staying active really. so I enjoy all that yeah. mm-hmm. Blimey, are you, uh, oh, don't, Is that after lockdown? Can you do anything to celebrate or are, you, are we still...?
1: Yes, I'm very lucky. Um, I think it's the 12th is it that things are relaxed uh, and my birthday is the 16th. So um, yeah, I'll be able to sit outside the pub and remember the days when I used to be able to go inside. <laughs> yeah. so yeah I can have, I can have a beer in a pub So that before I'll take that
0: Are you gonna have lots of beers and sulk as most men do when they get older
1: <laughs> no I'm quite comfortable with it I've had this whenever people talk to me about um 40, they sort of look at me like I've been diagnosed with an illness they're all like oh, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really sorry you know it, it, it's not all over you know there's still hope but, you know, <laughs> i'm 40 I'm fine and I think Getting old is fine, as long as you kind of are where you want to be. Does that make sense? And, you know, I've got my dream job and I've got a lovely family and I've got a a big fat ginger cat who annoys me every day. You know, what what more could I want? Force is fine to me. (laughs) Now, if in 10 years time, the wife's kicked me out because of my fear of spiders and um, I'm living in a shed and the writing's gone down the drain, then I'll probably have the on. But for now, I'm all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm only two years behind you. So hopefully, yeah, in two years' time, you don't actually say, <clears throat> don't say, actually, it's horrible.
1: <laughs> well, there you are. And you yourself, you're, you're studying a million things at once, you're writing books, you're, you know, working for a press to release books. You're just as busy as you should be. I think, you know, as long as you're doing what you want to be doing at, your, uh, at the age that you are, it's fine. It's all
0: good. Yeah. And we're both mentally children still. So it's fine. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush?
1: Oh goodness, uh, celebrity crush, oh is the wife going to watch this? Well, she knows actually because she always takes the mickey at me, it's uh, Louise, she was nerding then, I think she's red now, Oh, is she divorced now? Oh she's back on the market, I think <laughs> she's divorced. <laughs> no, it was Louise, she was in a band called Eternal uh, and I would have been a 15, 16 year old boy with a subscription to FHM or loaded, whichever one it was. And I think she was on the front <laughs> of that a lot. So, yeah, I guess that was it, yeah. Blimey. <laughs> that
0: us take you back, yeah. <laughs> it <does. laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think she's divorced, isn't she now? Yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I put a shirt on. <laughs> hey, I time I've had a shirt on since lockdown. It's like a whole
0: year. <laughs> she's watching. You know. Yeah, I'm sure that it's totally her thing. I'm sure she watches them all. <laughs> Why wouldn't
1: she? Why wouldn't she? Maybe she's a massive uh, crime thriller fan.
0: Yeah, I'll tag her when I post it on Twitter or something. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Um, what superhero power would you choose if you could have
1: one? Superhero power. Well, that is good. Uh, I mean, flying would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be any good at the moment because you're not allowed out of your own town, so that'd be a bit boring. You just have to hover above your own house, so that would be a bit boring. So if you flew
0: above the clouds, then they wouldn't know.
1: No, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, flying would be would be pretty good i think i'd choose that one being able to read people that's not a bad thing especially being married you yeah. know what you've done wrong is that a superpower <laughs> it feels like a superpower you don't have that one <laughs> but no, no i think it's yeah
0: that's just being a woman we know in <laughs> men you've got oh, no chance
1: <laughs> yeah no i don't feel like i've got a chance
0: <laughs> um and on that subject what would those closest to you say your worst habits are
1: oh god uh, well, the wife um, I mentioned before about uh, being quite easily distracted. Uh, I think that, that is putting it mildly. I think she's tired of the, um, of the getting up in the middle of the night and, and putting the light on where I'm making notes and bursting out of the shower and not worried about getting dressed and, and writing notes and, and stopping pulling <laughs> the car over and, and writing notes. I think I those think are terrible habits. And I, I totally understand that I'm probably a I'm nightmare to live with at time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could be quite moody as, well, as well around about launch times. You, you know, when you, send, you, if, when you finish a book uh, and you send it off or it gets launched, and within four minutes, no one said anything. So I'm like, that's it, it's rubbish. <laughs> it's it's an absolute flop, it's a failure. <laughs> I'm a nightmare around about launch time. And I think every, I, I reckon everyone's probably the same. Uh, but yeah, I think the probably worst habit is the fact that I'm pretty obsessed with it all, really. Which is not. Not too bad, is it? I mean, as loads of other things. If she was here, it would be a list. I'm glad she's not. It'd just be 40 minutes of her listeners. <laughs> so I'm quite glad
0: she's not here. Yeah, I do like asking that question when uh, people's partners are there because usually someone's shouting from them somewhere else yeah. off screen that, uh, an extra thing or two that they've forgotten.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd,
0: I'd probably learn a few more that I wasn't even aware of. <laughs> Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, what three things would you want with you?
1: Oats. Uh, no, if I was with three things, I've got to stay there, obviously. Um, can I choose Netflix? Yeah. Just because, you know, entertainment. <laughs> Probably, again, books in general, that wouldn't really work, would it? I mean, obviously, a notepad and pen, then it would have to be, because I'm a nightmare. I can't. I don't like being, if I get too far away from a notepad and pen, or my phone, I use a lot to make notes on as well. I'd probably, um, I don't know, I would start writing the sand like a proper madman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so probably that. Uh, a bit of entertainment and um, notepad and pen.
0: One of my favourite answers to that question was a luxury hotel.
1: <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I didn't think of that, did I? I'm just sat in, the middle, sat in the middle of a beach with a notepad. I could have had anything.
0: Yeah, exactly, you see? You need to think outside the box. <laughs> I
1: do, yeah. Well, then maybe that's a reflection on, you know, I don't need much, I'm quite a simple fella. Notepad and pen, I'm happy. And Netflix. So
0: yes. <laughs> um, And what are your favourite TV shows and music?
1: Music's very easy. I'm a big, uh, big Oasis fan, which is where the Gallagher comes from in the Charlie Gallagher uh, pseudonym. Uh, but Britpop in the nineties, when I was, um, when I was growing up, if that's the right word. I don't think I ever did, but uh, anything around about there. I like all that sort of guitar music, all the Britpop and indie stuff, um, and some of the modern day stuff. I'm not totally forty yet. Not quite. <laughs> The uh, other one, so TV shows. Well, oh, TV shows. We've watched a lot recently. Um, I don't tend to watch too much sort of the crime. You know, like everyone's going crazy over Lime Duty. I've, I've, never, I've never seen past the first, I watched the first three or four, and it was too much like being at work. So um, we, we both gave up on that. Uh, I really like The Boys, actually, which is uh, on Prime, and it's a, I could throw. I'm not normally into the superhero type things, but it's like superheroes gone a bit bad. It's brilliant. It's like uh, totally different to anything I've ever seen before. Sorry about that. Uh, What else did we watch recently? Ted Lasso. That was fantastic. Like a real good, real feel good comedy. I think um, during lockdown, we've kind of sought out uh, a bit lighter sort of entertainment to watch, you know? So stuff like Ted Lasso. I think the best films we've watched in the last year have been Pixar type films, you know, and uh, animated ones. Um, They've been fantastic. So, yeah, good telly. I don't really watch too much. I watch too much sport. I like the Formula One, so I watched that yesterday, and I like the football. Um, So, yeah, not much really on the telly. Yeah, who do you support? I
0: didn't
1: ask you that. I I can't tell you because it'll make me instantly less popular.
0: I'm a Luton Town supporter, if that helps.
1: It doesn't at all. It's one of the Manchester clubs, and not, not the good one at the moment. <laughs> okay. Hmm.
0: <laughs> you could be a Newtown sport, it could be worse,
1: so. Yes, it could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: that's um, a challenge in itself.
1: <laughs> I think losing Town are more socially acceptable, actually, than, than my team, so. Probably be better.
0: We're just less known. No one knows about us, because we're rubbish, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we're in the championship, but you know, just after okay. being relegated. Yeah. How long? <laughs> um, so you're uh, publishing, writing, editing, and then what are you doing after all that? What's coming after that?
1: What you mean uh, today or in general? In general. <laughs> I don't know really. I mean, I can't. Obviously, now it's now it's the job. Um, Writing is is a, is a strange uh, occupation. In one sense, is you you're never finished. You know, you, I mentioned this week I'm writing, uh, editing, and launching three different books, and that won't ever change. You know, once once the first one is launched, you you still keep on doing uh, bits and bobs to push out for obvious reasons. And then the second one, obviously, the edit phase will come to an end, and then I will be editing the third, and I'll be writing the fourth. So that it's it's a constant. Uh, you're you're never finished. You're never at the point where you think right. I'm, so as to winter, takes take some time off, again another annoying habit from, uh, you know, I know the wife will, will point out, you don't really have, there's never a time you think, right, I can take a week off here or two weeks off here. So as for planning beyond beyond that, I really don't know. I mean, if I, I, I'm interested in writing other things. I've mentioned kids' books, but also potential um, for, for sitcoms and things like that, specifically for telling, so I might look into that at some point. But um, the most important thing to, for me is to establish myself still as, as a, a thriller, a writer of thrillers, so enough to be able to continue to do it full time. I'm still full of stories, full of something, um, so I'll be I'll be writing them down for a good few years to come. I think. Awesome.
0: Well, I don't think I have any more questions for you, unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell no. us about.
1: No, I don't think so. Again, thanks very much for, um, for the lovely words about about the new book and for the opportunity to. Um, to talk about it, I managed to do it this time.
0: Last you did? time we spoke,
1: I, I went off on all sorts of tangents. I mean, <laughs> we've still talked about spiders and all sorts of things in this time around, but it's been a bit more relevant. But no, thanks <laughs> so much for your time it's, and, you, and your support of, of all the authors. And I'm sure we all appreciate it. Um, I know you don't have to do it, it's something you do in your own time uh, and out of the goodness of your own heart. So thank you for that. You're very
0: welcome. <laughs> um, and you just want to tell everyone where they can find out where you are and where they can find your books.
1: Yes, I nearly forgot that, didn't I? So uh, did I, die, well, actually. I, <laughs> I have a website, which is right at uh, and all the books are on there. Um, the new one is, is available through Good bookshops. I hate the saying, but I'll say it anyway. So you're Waterstones, you can, you can either find it or order it in there. Uh, it might get some supermarket shelf space and so you might see it. Uh, but of course, there's the standard Amazon if you want to order the book. And, and there it's 99 pence as a download from launch. it's the cheapest place by far uh, and potentially the best in, in that sense. But if you want the actual physical book and it is beautiful, then uh, yeah, any of those outlets will we'll, we'll gladly send it to you. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'll be <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember that you can view the video on my Facebook page, Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, or you can also review the video on YouTube. Um, Just search for my name, uh, Donna Morfitt, surname's M-O-R-F-E-T-T, and you should be able to find it quite easily. If you want any people to be interviewed, then please let me know and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you.